welcome to another episode of the Chairsofter Show, your weekly airsoft podcast interviewing um, retailers, manufacturers and other airsofters, getting their stories about the airsoft industry. Welcome to episode number 34, uh, bloody hell, episode 34, I never thought I'd get this far. <laughs> um, so this week we're going to do the panel show, uh, I'm joined by Chris Carmen and Mark Akerst. Good evening gents. Hey, how are you doing? How is everybody? Yeah, I'm good. Good, can't good, complain. Good. Very good. Knackered, but good. Yeah, end of the week. A long week. Yeah, it's the end yes. of the week. Weekend's here. Uh, playing this weekend? I'm, no. no, I'm not. Next weekend is the next one for me, I think. Yeah, that stunned silence of me going, is everyone playing this weekend and I'm not? And it's like, ah, uh, yeah, it's that time of year <laughs> where everyone's <laughs> gone. I've been playing for six months solid. But I have been playing today. You have today. Yeah, you I were saying today. about um, doing some training at the jail, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. We um, there's there's some guys that contacted Justin, wanted to do some sort of basic all round stuff from how to set up a radio through to um, some room clearing stuff and some some basic teamwork stuff. So um, we've we've been with them. Uh, a guy called Tim and I have done a couple of. This was a second session, I think. Yeah, second yeah. session with us. Um, so we finished that up at about half four today. Um, they seem to have had a really good time again. So um, it's good. It's really nice. It's just you know just basic stuff. Nothing completely you know nothing technical. Nothing charging through rooms really. Just um, helping them improve a little bit. And it's been great. We had some new people there today who'd never. One of them had never picked up an airsoft rifle before. They'd sort of been cajoled by their friends to in the team to come along. So started at the right basics and and did. Loads of, had loads of fun with the man had a couple of games as well so they and a couple of competitions so bit of everything cool sounds good sounds good um that's, that reminds me we can add this into um into the conversation that we're going to have tonight so i've got a few topics that have been sent in for discussion some of them will be open for debate some of them are just questions um thanks to everyone who got involved there's too many people to name so you, you'll know, you'll have the satisfaction of knowing when your question's read out or your topic for discussion is read out tonight. Uh, before we get into things, uh, I'll let you fight out who goes first. Just briefly tell everyone about how you got into Airsoft and what what you do and where you play and introduce yourselves before we get going. Who go wants on, to go Chris. first? Go, go on, on Chris, I'll, you've been I'll nominated. Take... Yeah. So yeah, um, I've been playing this stuff now for about four year, four and a half years now. So um, I got into it from the good old backstory of I played a paintball game for my stag do, and yeah. my mate Joe and Jeff were all kept adamant, "Oh, you got to try airsoft, you got to try airsoft." And I was like, "All right, I'll give it a go." And then uh, straight after the wedding, because obviously weddings are expensive, so um, I went to a couple. I went to a game at um, Matlock Combat Games, and since then it's kind of hooked me and obviously the rest is history really and it's just been great so yeah cool cool so, as for you Mark yeah not fairly similar to Chris in some ways so I my daughter was my eldest was 16 at the time so it's about seven yeah seven years ago um I wanted to do something different for her Christmas present she was 16 we had no idea and so I looked for paintball in the local area I lived just outside Matlock at the time and there's no real there's not there's um, skirmish, but there's no real good, there's no other paintball sites. But I saw Matlock Combat Games, funnily enough, Chris. <laughs> um, spoke to Justin. He said, "Yeah, yeah, it's it's like you know, it's it's like this. This is how it works. Um, this is how much it is for a hire package." So he bought a hire package, 
didn't expect. I was like, it's running around. Like I'd literally just left the military, so I was like, it's running around with toy guns. I really don't want to do this. I'm not convinced about it. I I know what paintball is. Took Abby. We had an absolute whale of a time. Um, uh, Matlock Combat Games, as it was back then, and and I think still is now. To be fair, it was it was a cracking site. Justin, yeah. who you all know, runs a great game, and that was it. We were like one game, and we were both pretty hooked. Um, I'm you know. As I'm sure we'll discuss, they, she still plays. I, I obviously still play, and that's that's how it all started. Cool, cool. I, th- I think that pretty much covers your stories. So, shall we just go straight into it? Um, I'm not doing these in any particular order. They're just what I've copied and pasted them off of Instagram. So, we'll get the tough one out of the way that we had to ask Emma for help on. Thanks, Emma, if you're listening, for your help with this one. So, um, we got in touch. We had, uh, have you got any advice for travelling safely and legally with airsoft equipment? Now, there's two aspects to this as we were discussing, because I think, I think it was you, Chris, in the group chat we set up yeah. to discuss this earlier in the week, was like, I don't know anything about flying with their uh, kit. Is it just flying? I think we can take some advice for, um, we can discuss what uh, sort of sensibilities, shall we say, about bringing them to site in the UK as well, because... How often do you see someone with a backpack with a half a, like the stock of a rifle sticking out or something? Yeah, there's some and there's some interesting challenges. Right? I've got a friend um, who's he's he's now actually I think he's still a Marshal Pete. Um, uh, goes by the name Fallen on um, some sites. Great guy, but he he never drove. He only had a motorbike. So yeah. he, he had an like I think it was an SA58 when we first like when I first met him playing airsoft. And uh, he used to take it apart and put it in a rucksack in another bag and stick that and another gun all apart in a rucksack. He did make sure it was well hidden. And then he used to ride a motorbike. Like he used to, that's how he got to and from sites. Yeah. Um, I, I think, like, non-flying? I, I don't know. What's, what's your view? I think as long as it's in a, in a bag and covered so that you can't make out it's a rifle. So, like, wrapping it in a black plastic bag... But it still retains that shape to me as a little bit. I wouldn't yeah. personally wouldn't do that. There's, you know, you may draw some attention to it. But if it's in, you know, in a bag, um, I think uh, it was either Gadge or Tom Hibbard did a thing where they said, hey, you know, put it in a sports bag and it it looks like normal sports equipment. Um, I think as long as it's covered it up, it's covered up and you're not opening it up. Yeah, yeah. But, I think it's, as long as it's like out of sight, out of mind. I think it's one of them really. Like yeah, you're not thinking about it. It's I'm not getting it out in public and waving it around. Yeah, as well. clearly, you know that's that's the challenge, isn't it? And I had a, a quite an interesting one. So I was I work away from home a lot, and I was going straight from work to uh, straight from a hotel to a game, and um, I was like, right, I'll just pack my kit in the car. I'll unpack it when I get to the hotel, put it in my room, and then there's there's that thing, there's that moment where you go, the cleaners are going to go into my room. What if they see this? What if they open it? Okay, so I lock it, but it's still it's clearly there's there's lots of tactical kit and there's it. And I think there'd been a couple of incidents overseas and it was like, okay, the only way I can do this is is I've got to go and see. So I spoke to reception when I arrived. I said, Look, I've got a gun case, it's got it's gonna have a gun in it, it's gonna be in my room, it's gonna be locked, it's gonna be padlocked. But I want you to know so that if the cleaners see it or if anything else happens or there's a fire or any of those things, you guys know it's there. And she said, Okay, well unload it into your room, I'll come and see you, I just wanna, you know, have a look. 
uh, and so I shaved them, sort of talked them through it, and then locked it all up and put it in my in in the corner of my room and said, I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah. And they were really, I, I didn't know what to expect, but they were really, really positive about it. They were really good. Because it's like, look, it's a, it's a really good sport. It's And they said, oh, no, that's fine. You know, we've had people with air rifles who go hunting at the weekends or whatever. They come back and stay. As long as you let us know, it's fine. Yeah. So I think there's, there's a bit of being, just being sensible about it and, and you know, a bit of common sense if you get, you know, if you get pulled over. There was a story not long ago getting pulled over for speeding. Yeah, and and then having issues, you just you know think about it a little bit and and cover them up and hopefully, you know you have that conversation with whoever pulls you over and says, look, this is what's in the car. Yeah, yeah, we had a similar I mean, situation last year. I hope my buddy Joe doesn't mind me saying this, but um, we were getting packed ready for the Earthsoft Weekender, and we all had everything packed up, ready to go, and we're all met up at one spot. And he was like, I'm just going to fill up and come back, and he ended up getting a puncher. And so obviously he was like, I'm going to get this puncher sorted, but I'll get off. So he drove off to go to this punch, obviously to get the puncher fixed. And they obviously had, he had to get his wheel locking nut. And obviously underneath all of his, all of his airsoft gear, all of his guns was literally obviously this wheel locking nut. So it was one of them of having to take all the cases off and whatnot. And it was kind of the pat of the, the fear of obviously taking all this off. Obviously the situation could have got awkward, but yeah, I think there's, there's probably moments you kind of worry yourself actually like taking your own kit out I suppose yeah I mean we've, we've had a lot of um, building work done around the house over the last year or so as well uh, at home so because um, my parents sort of tend to deal with that they've actually spoken to people gone look if you see any of this around because obviously I'm getting it out to clean it all the time um, after games and stuff in the middle of the week when I'm back from work or just about to go to work I'll quickly clean it and they say look just so you know what it is this is what it is and my parents are really cool with it because I've explained what it all is to them in the past and that so they know what to tell people as well um, as for travelling um, certainly over ground here um, when the PCA came in was that last year or the year before now I've lost track it's just sort of last. it must be last year I think I've lost track of all the time yeah, but I as it was coming into effect I was playing a game at Badgertac when they had Phoenix College um, awesome day awesome sight but because of the PCA they actually handed everyone a piece of A4 paper on the, uh, on, on the way into the site and I had look this is coming into effect now we'd rather you guys be safer than not with all the kit, especially as we still don't know what the uh, effects of being caught say, shall we, are, what what you're going to face if you do get caught with something that is potentially over, because let's be honest, there's still a lot of grey areas with the PCA that we still don't understand uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right in saying that um, and their advice was actually, get a case, make sure you can lock it, and then travel to the site with it locked up travel away from the site with it locked up it may seem a bit excessive but to me it makes sense personally um, having spent my time with the cadet forces travelling around transporting rifles and ammunition as well um, yeah I, I would, I'd rather play it safe with something that looks like the real deal uh, yeah and I think that it's good right I think encouraging people to be safe and to uh, put my old knackers 
sensible head-on now. This is it gets dull. But you know, encouraging people to say, hey, look, a, a bag's what twenty twenty pound, maybe ten pound for a yeah. a Viper, the Viper gun cases, which are you know, or an air rifle case. In fact, I think when I bought my first bolt action, because it was a weird, it was an L ninety six, which is really long. I ended up going to the my local gun shop and buying like a a long shotgun slip for it, just so that I had something to to make sure it was covered up. And I think it was like seventeen pound or something for this yeah. shotgun slip. And I think that that's it. Covered it up, keep it safe. Um, you know, if you're travelling on public transport, just keep it. Well, yeah, it. exactly. Keep keep it out of sight. As as you guys said earlier, out of sight, out of mind. At the end of the day. Um, yeah, you got to be sensible. Uh, not as I heard with one guy. I, I believe it was at Reading Station on the way to the mall. Uh, nothing to do with the site. It was just going for a game day, and apparently he, he, he was telling everyone on site apparently that day that he'd gone up um, to. He'd walked past the BTP who were patrolling the station, uh, seen the Glocks on their hips, and gone, "Oh, I've got one of them." Oh. And I wondered why he was getting funny <laughs> looks. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, sometimes I do. Sometimes, I, and and we all do it. I, I think, right? That sometimes you just you speak, and then you hear it come out your mouth, and you go, <laughs> "Yeah, mm. yeah." <laughs> <laughs> um, what else is there? Uh, Emma's advice on flying. Oh yeah. Um, this is a bit of an essay, so please bear with us because she's she's done it a couple of times, and um, I thought she'd be the best person to speak to about it. Um, so. Uh, some airlines can charge you an additional fee depending on what airline you fly with and where you're flying from biggest tips you can give of all time uh, check with your airline before booking tickets and travelling some airlines don't allow you to go with it full stop and some do but you've got to sort out things for beforehand so I believe you've got to have like TSA approved locks and it's got to be in a case and such things Um, I'm sure you can find all the guidelines online can't you um, oh here we go she's, she's actually gone into that sorry I'm catching up with this now <laughs> uh, we had uh, so Emma and Stu who were on the other week talking about the 1LM event which was awesome uh, for those who went uh, they flew with Virgin Atlantic from Manchester when they went out uh, I'm guessing this was when they went out in February yeah, they split the lower and upper uh, in a new pro hard case with two TSA combo locks. Um, when they got to the check-in desk, they had declared them, and then they the border police came and inspected them, uh, and they asked you to fill out a firearms form as well. And once they're satisfied, it gets checked in. Um, and then when you land the other side, you got to go get your items from the TSA or the firearms gate. Uh, they also said the mags were in a completely different case and they didn't travel with any lipos or BBs as well. Yeah, um, lipos uh, lipos are, uh, can be a classed as... I think they're classed as a... When they're batches on their own, I think they can be classed as dangerous air cargo. So I think there's some... Yeah, I've noticed um, a couple of cases I've had in the past for a lipo have actually had a sort of DG note on the outside, DG yeah. sticker, uh, just and, warning them. And clearly, you know, there's challenges around gas mags and... HPA tanks or anything like that because yeah. of the, you know the pressure differences and stuff. So yeah, um, I'm not sure of how that'd fare in the hold because if it's an unpressurized cargo hold, uh, like 
green yeah, gas. That's... Surely it's like a deodorant can or something. Yeah, and it might be. It's okay. I don't know. Um, I know when I checked, I was looking. I think last year I looked on, and again I think I looked on the Virgin site because that's that's who I tend to travel with with work and stuff. Um, they were that was all very. It's it. it they were. You couldn't take. You certainly couldn't take HPA tanks. Um, uh, I didn't check for gas pistols, but um, the you know for a for the rifle it was it had to be in a secure weapons case, locked, yeah. all that sort of stuff. I mean, I know, I know when they say about lipos as well, they have warnings up about lipo batteries have to be kept on your person or in your hold. They have to be in your like carry on, don't they? Yeah, the carry on rather like, than the uh, hold. Sorry. And they banned. Do you, do you remember? <laughs> they banned certain laptops at some point because one of the manufacturers with um, the laptop batteries were catching fire. So some yeah, of the airlines the, like banned. Yeah, the Samsung Galaxy Tab or something as well, weren't it? Yeah. Or the Galaxy Note or yeah. something. That that was a big thing as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think really and truthfully, as long as you're sensible with it, and you, if you fly and check what you can and can't do with your airline um, you shouldn't have any issues it's just being common sense at the end of the day yeah and, and checking like if you're because I know I like Sterling go to Spain for a game yeah. um, I know they drive all their I think they drive all the kit out yeah and again I'm imagining there's there's some process you have to go through to get it onto ferries or yeah, the yeah. channel um, or whatever that reminds me actually a discussion we were having in a, when I was at IWA earlier in the year about the German laws, which anyone who caught the episode with Phoenix Feather knows, they've got I think it's half a jewel. Yeah, they have. Auto. They have really sh- strict laws on that. Yeah. So we, the it, it's one of the reasons the the Tipman is semi-auto only in Germany yeah. when you buy one there because it's they have that law of um, full auto has to be really really low power. So a lot of them yeah. run, sing, seem to run single yeah, shot a lot. I seem to recall someone telling the story that someone got done in Germany with their airsoft kit when they were travelling to one of the Czech Republic games or something. There was a team thing called Tracks who did like a whole series at a festival down that way and they literally had to avoid the whole of Germany's like border yeah. to avoid this situation. Yeah. yeah. I know the, the German guys in the Tipman group have, like, if they go and play in the Czech Republic or what, whatever, they have to. They drive out of Germany, they fit the export kit, they play, then before they leave the site, they take the export kit out and drive back. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, just to get around it at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just be sensible with travelling, I think. Uh, any final thoughts on that one? I guess not. I suppose with yeah. any. any any countries out of the UK at the end of the day is just be 100% honest with the yeah. authorities don't mess around with it I suppose because <laughs> there's, there's no point in saying oh, I haven't got a gun because it's not a real gun but obviously they don't know so and yeah, this, exactly. and this crazy know. world that we're living in right now is, is just be honest yeah um, right so let's go on to the next one so I'm trying to load an image which actually relates to one of the topics I've got as well, so we can come to that. Um, I got one from. I'm going to mention his name here. Snake the sniper, Snake, <laughs> you absolute loon. I put this thing up about like what do you want discussed on the sh- on the show. He just puts snipers. That's a very broad topic to discuss, really. I mean, does he want to know if we like them? Um, 
you know. <laughs> so, oh, okay, full disclosure for me, I do occasionally run as a sniper. I've got uh, a VSR um, and I've got a an L9, well, Abby has an L96. Yeah. Um, I'm, I like playing, I do, I like playing snipers, but I like playing it as part of a team. Yeah. So I like, um, either sort of locking down an area or, or acting as the eyes and ears for the team or yeah. having a number two with me. I'm, I'm not one for going and doing like the solo. Yeah. I like the stalking and I like like some of the sort of concealment elements, but I'm not sure. I, I'm I'm just not a lone wolf kind of mm. guy. I think so. I quite like. I love sniping. I I think they they add loads of dimension to games. Um, but I, yeah, I I always try and do it as part of a team and and do it as sort of adding something to the team. Yeah. Um. Like. I mean, that's the thing that's put me off of doing it. I'd happily go as part of a sniper spotter team. You know, much like they do in the real world. Um, in fact, I'd actually camo up one of my AEGs because, as a sniper, if 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 someone comes inside your MED, you've got to go to your sidearm, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. You've now, got that twenty or twenty-five meters where um, you want to run most. You know, the, yeah. the traditional Mark twenty-three, if you like, which I've got, which I love. It's yeah. fantastic, but. Um, you know, you, you need to be able to use that. Um, yeah, I mean, what I'd I, go for is I'd I'd, um, I'd happily go as a, a spotter for a sniper. You can call out targets, etc., and work as a team in that respect. But then, if if I went with say my four one six as well, if someone comes inside the MED, you've got that little bit more firepower to get out of a situation. Yeah, definitely, definitely worthwhile. I mean, that if Izzy plays with me as a spotter or or um, Gavs. Um, or Greg, sorry, from our team sometimes does. Greg runs a four-one-six like you. Izzy runs the Scorpion. It's yeah. nice actually as a sniper to know that okay, if we do get compromised or if there is a, we do get, you know, I'm not as well hidden as I thought I might have been. It's nice to have that AEG next to you so they can cover you while you run away bravely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Chris, thoughts? Uh, I'm kind of like I'm not really in. Diehard sniper fan, really. I'm just, I'm quite happily just get into the thick of it, really. Um, I mean, I've, I've got I've had a chance to play with um, the bespoke like amoeba that um, George has, but no, I've, I've not really been a sniper fan. But yeah, it's, it's each to their own, really. I suppose. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Uh, I tend to tell newer airsofters, don't immediately think I'm going to be a sniper. Yeah. Get some games under your belt first of airsoft, and then try it speak to someone on the site and see if they'll let you try it out. Yeah, yeah 360 you... no-scopes doesn't work in Airsoft. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Chris, Chris, do you remember, like, years ago, Matlock used to have a sniper hire package. Yeah. Um, that was a, And that was a reasonably well-tuned gun as well, wasn't it, if I remember? It, was a, it, it, it wasn't like a straight-out-of-the-box JG G-Spec or something. It was a... I think Justin had played with it. And it, they had a little ghillie suit and stuff so you could go and test it and I've not I've not seen that at any other sites actually thinking about it because that would be a great way of getting people to try it and see how they try get on with it before you buy yeah. kind of thing yeah I mean yeah okay it's not a cheap thing to get set up well um, but 
yeah, it's definitely something that some sites could consider, especially woodland sites where you can actually do it. Obviously, yeah. it doesn't really work for CQB sites. No, although there is a guy at the jail who runs round with a sub three thirty bolt action rifle. <laughs> I've seen him run round with a bolt action rifle. And sub th- it's sub three thirty, so it's got no MED. It's absolutely fantastic to watch. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, I'd, I'll have to try and catch that next time I'm up there. I haven't been for a few weeks. I've been private. I know I didn't. I'd lie. What am I chatting you've about? Been, you've been in the last few weeks. Yeah, I've, I've completely forgot about the bloody charity game. Was on the last, <laughs> the balloons are still bloody there. Are they actually? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's balloons all around the safe zone when I walked in this morning. <laughs> the thing is, I've just it's been such a hectic few months. I've just lost track of all time, and now I'm planning next year for the first three months for it being hectic. But I'm not going to mention what it is because George will get upset because he said in his episode that I'm always on about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, next one then. Ne- now that the forty mic is out, what are our current feelings about them? Oh, you had to say it. Yeah. Go on, Chris. I'll let you go first on this one. I mean, uh, to be honest, I've never actually seen one yet in the flesh yet, or been shot by one. So I'd be, I'd be really curious to actually. I mean, at the beginning, I was like dead against it. I thought, no, not, not having it. But to be honest, the more and more I've seen videos of it now, it doesn't seem that bad. But I am curious to see it actually in the flesh, and I'll quite happily anyone it meets me at a game if they want to shoot me with it, by all means, I'll give it a go, kind of thing. Right, Chris, where where are we going to meet up and do yeah. this? I mean, yeah, yeah definitely, hundred percent. I'll be, I'll quite happily do it. So I, I like, I was like, yeah, I saw it, and I was like, oh, and and as quite, I do, I can see CQB sites banning it. Absolutely, it's yeah. it's full yeah, out, sure. full auto spam in a can, right? It's. Any site that runs a semi-auto type game, absolutely not, not there. There's an MED on it, okay, and I think um, you know we've seen a couple of the videos now of people actually running it at the MED. Um, I really, really like the thing that they're trying to do at Proving Grounds with it, where um, speaking to Stu, it's designed as a like a Moscow or like any other um, indirect weapon, you can't fire. He he won't. He says you can't fire it from behind cover. You have to step out as if it's a indirect fire weapon and fire it, and then step back in. And they put an MED on it. Yeah. I think in that case, and that's like the case that we saw on um, uh, on the video. I think that it may have a use in that. I mean, I'm not sure how effective it would be, but. I don't have a you know, there's clearly no real safety issues there. We have MEDs for snipers. Yeah. You've got to trust the player at some point. My personal view is I'm I'm not sure it's it's definitely innovative, right? But I'm yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean I own one, um because why not? Yeah. Would, <laughs> it's the most controversial way of product out there at the moment. I certainly I've got, got to people I was gonna say it's certainly got people speak talking mm. for the last six months or so, wasn't it? Yeah. It's probably I mean, the primary objective, though, was to get it, everyone to be triggered over it. So they're yeah. <laughs> kind of, oh my god, this is really disgusting. But obviously, everyone will buy it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the thing is, as as we've mentioned on previous episodes, the trailer didn't do it any justice. Now, uh, Graham from SF Nation actually did a live stream chatting to the guys who created this thing. Um, like it or hate it, um, and 
the whole reason behind that trailer, he said they were f- they needed to get something done to get it out there for release and for IWA and stuff. Now, they're in Canada. They filmed in January. It's cold in Canada in January. The only place they could really use was a CQB site, which did them no favours. Now, for getting everyone's attention at the Airsoft meetup at IWA, that video was fantastic. It got us going, oh, wow, what is this kind of thing? And um, I spoke to, I believe it was Gadge from Airsoft Action at um, at the Rift game at the jail. The Rift uh, private game, Rift Airsoft. Oh, and yeah, yeah. he was there doing a feature on it and taking photos and stuff. And he was like, we mentioned about it. And he goes, do you know what? The more I've thought about that over the last few weeks, the more I realise there's such a potential for it to be a bad idea. And like we, we were having a good discussion about it now. Yeah, CQB sites ban it, 100%. I'm behind that. It's ridiculous. Um, but I think everyone jumped on the bandwagon of ban it before they sort of thought about, right, how can we use this logically? And like you said, Stu runs an MED. It actually states on the thing 30-foot minimum engagement distance. Yeah, I think. I mean, the marketing was just horrific, right? Yeah. And, and like, part of me says... I I get there's a bit of backpedalling going on there because, yeah, they had to use a CQB site, but the marketing was aimed at, you know, you can dump this on a cheetah. Look how much power this has got over a moss cart. When they did the thing with the cardboard, you're like, all you're doing there is saying this thing's more powerful, got more rounds per second than anything else, and is just going to blow things away. And that, we know now, look, people talking about it like well we're not going to use it like that but the marketing it was just horrible for that yeah it that, didn't do itself any it favors. didn't do itself and um you know I, there's been some discussion around insurance companies well do you know what insurance underwriters are, are not going to go and examine a product they're going to see a bit of marketing and go do you know what that because yeah. that's how insurance brokers work right they don't go and do extensive testing on niche things like this. They look at the marketing, they look at some of the materials, they may not even look that far and they'll make a decision. Yeah. Um, as will brokers who will maybe add additional because the brokers take some risk here, so they might add some additional stuff on as well. But Yeah, I mean, I, the, I, the first just after I bought it, I took it to Kidderminster Airsoft uh, which Beast and Ladyhawk marshal at and yep. sort out and run uh, for the day kind of thing. And um, Beast come up to me and he said, "Look, don't use it until we've asked every or asked the other team, basically. So we before one game where literally all I was going to do was fire it at a building at the start to try and um, get people's heads down more than anything. It was about twenty meters away, twenty five meters away. This building, so it's a fair distance anyway. Enough time for them to spread. And I said to him, right guys, this is what it is. This is what it does." Um, shot it and I said does anyone have any objections these are the rules we're going to run and it was pretty much the same as what Stu did and everyone was like yeah that's fine by us just just do it kind of thing at the end of yeah. the day it'll I, be funny um, I, I think with the right I think with the right rules and with the right players I think it'd be fine Yeah, I, and I think that's is the same with the tag rounds same with um, moss carts or APS shotguns all the different things you know the right rules in the right conditions with the right players I think it'd be fine um, yeah. Um, I just think the the marketing. 
got a reaction. They wanted it to get a reaction. I think it got more of more of a reaction than they realised in the UK. Now I'd also heard I was listening to one of the other like Gorilla Airsoft podcast, yeah. an old one. There's sites in the US banning it as well, and they've had hands on it as well. So it's interesting, and I don't know whether they're CQB sites. Yeah, but again, it yeah. it's around the world. It seems to have created this discussion, not just yeah. in the UK. It's weird that you um, say that it came from Canada. I'm not don't quote me on that, but Canada quite restrict in general, anyways. Because mostly Canadians come over to America for airsoft. I could be wrong. I mean, completely wrong. I, I think they do. I think they are quite strict. They're, they're stricter yeah. than the US on firearms, certainly. Yeah. So you'd expect that to flow through, I guess. Mm. Yeah. It's um, it's, yeah, it's not something I've really discussed. I'm, I might try and get the guys on from Airsoft Innovations in a few weeks' time. I'll get in touch with them and see if they'll yeah, come on be, the show. And I think it'd be interesting it. to see, uh, in retrospect, how they, you know, uh, how they ha- and how the products go in because, like you say, a bunch of people have bought them now, and and I think it, I guess, sites, as with tag rounds. Once sites see them, they'll start to say, "Okay, yes, we will," or "No, we won't," and then players will, will make a choice. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I think people need to get more time on with it and make their own decisions after they've seen it in action and gone up against it or used it or whatever, rather yeah. than just going, "Oh, I'm just going to jump on the bandwagon here." Well, I think there was a, there was a movement once that once once you get a few sites going, "I'm not sure about this," then then a lot of other sites can do. Well, hold on a minute. I, yeah, I need exactly. to think about it, and you know some of the other marketing that that or some of the other videos that happened around the UK weren't that great around it, and and put you know put a lot of people off, I guess. Yeah, um, it was impressive yeah. to see how much that at the UK airsoft scene, how quickly we all just went nope. <laughs> as soon as yeah. it, it was quite impressive. Literally, like as soon as it was announced, and all the like Instagram posts and all that were posting up, and then like Facebook was just like all the sites were all just putting up like nope, 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 nope. And I thought it was quite impressive how quickly we took you took to it straight away. Yeah, there was a big reaction. I mean, the, I think you know the first few sites that banned it were were CQB sites who were like, wait, it's just full auto in a cab, not yeah. going to have it. And then I was, I guess I was a little bit surprised when I saw Woodland sites doing it, but I guess you know there's. I don't know. It's going to be difficult. It will be difficult to to police and and use, yeah. I guess, because once it's in a in a launcher, you don't know whether it's a Moscar or a yeah. Um, I think I think the other thing like as well, a lot of people. I know there's a few who live local to me, certainly or fairly local to me, and I've played with in regularly in the past. Um, a lot of them were saying, "Well, what if this? What if this? What if this?" Uh, at the end of the day, you can't just go through with what ifs because it's like. Well, what if a tag round blows up in your hand, or what if a tag round lands in someone's dump pouch and blows up in there, or what yeah, if there, there a BFG is a bit hits someone in the head, or whatever? There's a, there's always a certain risk with airsoft. Yeah, and and it's it's around the risk that I guess it's the, you know the site owners. Bottom line is it's, it's, it's the site owners' risk to manage. If they don't want to manage it or they don't feel it's right for whatever reason, that, that's their call, right? They're, it's it's their business. It's their um, it's their insurance premium. It's their management of risk. But yeah. you know, it was it was it, if nothing else, it got the airsoft. Like you say, Chris, it got got airsoft people talking about something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think I think we'll draw a line under the forty mic. We could just keep going on about this all night, um, and I'd have to put another pound in the forty mic swear jar. 
<laughs> I'm going to end up with two swear jars, and it's yep. going to be the Vegas swear jar and the Forty Mike and the Forty swear Mike jar. swear jar, because they seem to be the two things that we come back to the most on this show. Um, as George keeps reminding me, cheers, George. <laughs> <laughs> Love to have a tally on the side. Tick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go go through every thirty all thirty four episodes now, and tick up which is the most. Because I've, I've lost track. You have to you have to put the scores in the description so we know how much is going to the charity box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So next one we'll go to. Let's do. Dual creep and sites not acknowledging it. Should the UK FPS limit be higher? Looking at other European countries. Oh, two brilliant. Uh, Chris, I'll let you go first because I'll 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 go off on one. <laughs> I mean, jeez. Uh, um, I, 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 to be honest, I really don't know. It's, I, I did only when I originally saw this question, I was like, I'm an in about it, whether we should be like the same as other sites in the European Europe and um, wherever. But I don't know. It's one of the, it's a real tough one to decide. I mean, I could say say yes, we need to make it higher, but at the end of the day, it doesn't. We still shoot BBs and we still hate people. It's not like it's really bad. I mean, some countries have it really low, so I mean... Yeah, as we were saying earlier in this episode, Germany, half a jewel on full auto. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm say, like, I've been playing seven... Say seven years now, that's, that's the safe figure, I guess. And it's been 350 at most sites for that seven years. And yeah. honestly, well, A, FPS doesn't give you range anyway. Mm. It, it does give you a bit more... It allows you to use heavier BBs and therefore gives you a bit more consistency. But do you know, do I want to see it go up? No, not particularly. I think, you know, I think 350 is pretty reasonable, and I think it means you don't have to. You would end up like some of the American guys do with ending up having to readjust guns or having two guns, one for CQB, one for outdoor, or I just, I just don't think the benefit is there. If you raise it to 400. Really, that five meters, ten meters extra you're going to get out of that when yeah, you're talking. It's not going to be anything you know, significant, is it? No, and the you know when you got the the, TM, the likes of the TM recoils, the ERGs, the Scott, the Evos, you know they they got great range. You understand your range. My so my biggest bugbear with range is knowing, understanding your range and using it. Yeah. And and therefore don't don't engage a target a hundred meters away if you're rifle is a 70 meter accurate rifle right just let them come closer or get closer yeah but the the dual creep thing oh yes yes every every site should in my humble opinion should chrono on the weight the player uses and measuring jewels and not just because of the pca it, it's this is it right this the, the, we want to know about the energy coming out of that gun downrange yeah and it's really simple, and it's not just. It used to be like two, two, three years ago. It's oh, it's a gas gun problem. Oh, it's an HPA problem. Oh, it's a sniper yeah. problem. No, it's an AG problem as well. Yeah. And and we seen it. I think one of the guys had a Bolt M4. Um, we saw exactly the same. You know, really, really, just about on the limit on twos. Stuck two eights in it, and it was firing two nine eight. 300 which is over 
what you'd expect as an equivalent jewel. Yeah, I yeah. think it's two nine four is the is the equivalence for two eights, which is what I run. Yeah, two ninety four, two ninety five, roughly off the top of my head. And so it 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 you know it yeah it it's not an issue. It's a it's an efficiency thing. Some guns will transfer energy more efficiently to higher weight BBs. Generally, things with that are over volumed or have longer barrels. Yeah. It's going to happen. So we know it's going to happen. We know it's a, a, we know it's a real effect. So let's mitigate it and measure in the right way. Yeah, I think I think an interesting one for this. Thinking about it now, because you've said about the volume and stuff, I think an interesting thing to see if it's going to be a jewel creep monster is the HTI from Silverback. Yeah, because that's yeah. like double the air volume of a VSR or something like that. Yeah, and. And you know it, and and it, there's all sorts of things that affect this. So, um, my I know my VSR will dual creep, not yeah. massively, but it will dual creep. So we measure it on point fours, which is what I use. Yeah. Um, the Scorpion's not so bad. Actually, the Scorpion's pretty reasonable, but that's a tiny little cylinder that's ported. The tip, I've got a Tipman. I run, and my eldest daughter runs a Tipman. They'll dual creep like hell. Yeah. Because they are really over-volumed. You put a tight bore barrel in that and a long, you know, the 14-inch the carbine upper, that'll really yeah. dual-creep. I think mine runs runs 285 on 28s, yeah. and I think it's running 3, 320, 330 on 0.2s. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. Cool. I think, yeah, I've been, it's, sorry, it's, I've been talked no. on that a lot, and Chris has been very quiet. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be honest, honest that the, the the whole dual creep, the, the dual and FPS always gets me muddled up. So, I mean, yeah, by all means. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, um, as far as I'm like you, Mark, I can only ever remember sights at most being 350 FPS, uh, which is what 1.13 joule or something like that. Yeah, uh, I think it is. I can't remember off the top of my head how much it works out as. Exactly, but I don't think there's any need for it to be any higher. You're gonna just all you're gonna do is start breaking skin a lot more. Yeah, which, I don't let's even, be honest. You know, and people say, "Oh, yeah, man up," and 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 all that. And I, I don't even think you'd get that many more injuries from it. It's certainly mm. not if people are you know the high rate of fire mag dump. Yeah, you're you know if you you rack uh, dual sector gear or a yeah. polar star up to like. 40 rounds per second and, and you do half a mag dump, yeah, you're going to get a lot more damage it, Yeah. at 350, let alone at 400. But I I just, you know, why would you why would you do it? Why would you want to raise it? Well, it, either for range or for effective range or or to be able to run heavier BBs, right? And yeah. you're going to get not a lot more. I mean, really, you're going to get 5 or 10 metres maybe. I just... I don't think that I I don't think the benefit is there for for a need to do it. Yeah. Chris, final thoughts? Yeah, well like I say, hundred percent agree. <laughs> 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 I, just, I was gonna nod, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I mean I don't see the need to actually go up anyway. I mean we're we want to keep our sport as it is and I think if we just keep pushing the goalpost higher up we're just going to cause our own problems eventually I've got another one that we can rattle through really quick on this, someone said please talk about Novrich's new pistol please um, so I then went back to a chat that I'm in 
where it's got a picture of Gru from Despicable Me next <laughs> to a whiteboard, and it says, let's put a KPO8 and a KPO6 and a KPO5 together. Norfolk SSP1. <laughs> and they're right. Oh, someone sent me a photo. It is basically the slide from a KPO8, the grip from a KPO6, and the lower from lower frame from a KPO5. And you've got the Novich SSP1. Like, so, I, I, so I'll be honest, I've not really looked at this thing. I've not really paid much attention to it. And, and I think part of it is, part of me goes, why? Yeah. And and my reason for why people say, oh, because you can, or, oh, you know, because it's it's going to be the best pistol in the world ever. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I like... A, I like firearms that are replica firearms and therefore are built off something else that's part of the interest of Airsoft for me. I'm a bit of a dweeb. Um, (laughs) And secondly, is it going to offer any real performance over the Mark 23? I like the Mark 23's big, bulky and and Mm. fairly chunky. Or any other well-set-up pistol? Unless he's going to... You know, suddenly start beating the, the. And let's be honest, as long as you don't mind a plastic slide, a TM with a. I mean, Christ, my M&P TM is stock, and it's. It lit. It lit a target at twenty thirty meters quite comfortably every time. I was getting kills across the bloody concourse at the mall with my TM M&P nine. Yeah, they're. You can get range out of it. My Desert Eagle just keeps going. I saw that fire. That's yeah. That's that's like a. That's almost like a Mark Twenty Three. That thing. It was. I was Just, really impressed. Yeah, I'm. T- I'm half tempted to put some bloody heavyweight BBs into it and see how it goes. Yeah, I mean that's you know most a lot of the not most but a lot of the snipers run the Mark Twenty Three. Yeah. You don't need to do a lot to it to get it. I mean, stock it or fire. You know, well within your well outside your MED. <clears throat> so I guess there's a. I don't know. I, it, I've not had hands on it. I've not really seen it. I've not paid it any attention, to be yeah. honest. And and the reason is, I just don't. I'm like, why? Yeah. I think I think with the whole everyone pointing out what Novrich's pistol looks like, kind of thing. They did the exact same thing when they brought his sniper out. They're like, oh, it looks like this. It looks like that. Oh, it's got the barrel of this and that. And it's it's just one of them. We 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 don't want to like him, but people buy it buy them bulk anyways you see so many people but I've bought the Novrich sniper so it's going, to be, it's going to be another one of them where everyone's like oh I bought the Novrich pistol that means I can shoot far further it doesn't but the it's thing just... is with the, with the SSG in the UK from what I understand chatting to people who work on these sniper rifles you have to downgrade the bloody thing oh so wow really yeah because I think it's about 700 <laughs> FPS or Ooh. something like that or something like, like it's, it's, from what I understand from chatting to people they were saying it exceeds the uh, UK limits. Now, UK I could be wrong, that. and if someone wanted to um, correct me on that, by all means. But as far as I am aware, it needs downgrading for use in the UK. I mean, I think I've seen at the sites I've played. I think I've seen maybe one, maybe two SSGs. I do know yeah. a few. I, I know a few guys in America that run them and and stuff. But and I guess there's going to be some people who have bought the the SSG who will buy the matching pistol, right? I guess. That's, yeah. And and if. You know, you want to support the guy. Hey, fair play. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, on. he's a businessman, and he's he's decided to try something different than none of the other like, I suppose, airsoft YouTubers have tried. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris, do you know what? I think you've you, that's the description of uh, that 
I think a lot of people he is a businessman yeah he's built a rifle he's built a reputation and is now t- and has turned that into a business quite successfully because yeah. I think the SSG 24 has done pretty well yeah you know, he would still be selling it if it wasn't well, yeah, he's, yeah I mean it's still in production and still going right and I yeah. I guess his pistol will probably do okay as long as it's not a you know a horrible thing to to use or to to go and you know hey maybe we are you know, we we see the guys, the speedsoft guys, and and other guys modifying it. Maybe there will be that fast style sniper um, play that will, you know, that's what it's aimed at, and that's what they'll go for. Yeah. yeah. But he is, Chris. I think you hit the nail on the head though. He's a businessman now. He's he's running a business. Yeah. Yeah. That's his next product. As far, as far as I'm concerned with it, um, sort of my final thought on this really. Uh, give me one and put something comparable next to it. So, for example, with with the Novich pistol, so what, what's a similar product? Say, well, every every other sniper goes for the Mark Twenty Three. So, stick me one of them next to it, and I'll compare the two. Uh, give me an SSG and say a Silverback SRS, and I'll compare those. Um, yeah, I can't draw conclusions until I try these things. At the end of the day, uh, the way I see it, um, sniping's not really for me. But I'll happily have a go with the products. Um, and see what they're like and give honest feedback on them. Um, but yeah, that's I mean that's that's really all I can say on that one. Well, next time you're up and we get you we get out to a woodland, well Andy will run as a pair and you can you can have yeah. a bit of a play with the VSR. Sweet, cheers. Yeah, I'll um I'll have to get a ghillie now. <laughs> I've got a spare one. <laughs> it doesn't come in extra extra large. <laughs> uh, it's just head and shoulders, so we can. It's adjustable. Sweet. It's just a head and shoulders one, that so it, it fits anyone. Cool. <laughs> we'll test that theory. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, what have we got? We've done that. Done that. Um, one I had, which was, I, I don't feel we can really talk about it in, in the specific specificity, whatever the word is, <laughs> in the specifics of what he wanted. Uh, but he said, please discuss the rise of cheating in airsoft here in the USA. Now we don't play in the USA we don't have anyone in the USA I've never played in the USA um, so I can't comment on that but is it becoming more common globally um, and is YouTube to blame yeah there's always a good one here is it is it becoming more common or are we becoming more aware globally I think it could just be an awareness thing because obviously you, you see you like like I said YouTube there how often do you see cheater videos Oh, don't get me started on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> cheater videos we, we, is probably the worst. It's, yeah, it's the downfall of everything, really. Yeah, I, I think maybe the frequency of cheater videos is leading to this opinion because, yes, you see people cheating at games, as as I discussed with Kev on last week's episode. Sometimes it's completely inadvertent and it's not meant as cheating. It just looks like they are. Um, yeah, sometimes you just don't feel it, right? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you're in you the just heat of the know. moment. Yeah. Um, which which I, I actually came out on last week's episode and openly admitted that had happened to me. It's happened uh, to me. Yeah. I mean, you've, we all get that moment anyways when we're like playing a game and we're shooting at someone and we think, I've hit him, he's not taking it. But you probably don't even realise you're not even hitting him. And it's just yeah, it's yeah. just one of them, the spirit of the moment of rage, of just sitting there triggering the yeah. hell out of him. And it's just like, they're carrying a walk and think, he's not even taking it. And it's like, well, you don't yeah. you don't actually see it. Yeah, no, I agree. And hey, Chris, you, so you you played like Matlock combat games, yep. and, you know? It's, do you what, do you think it's so? Do you think it's got any worse in 
do you have you noticed it getting any worse? No, and that's what I mean. I mean, that's like I've, it's been a while since I've played at Matlock, but I mean, like I say, every time I've been there, I, I, I've never seen. I, I mean, they get they get the heat moments where you're sitting there thinking, oh, I definitely should have hit him. That I'm sure I hit him, but most most of it is just like you say, it's distance, and you hit a tree or something, yeah. and you've you've not even seen it. But no, no, I don't I don't think it I don't think it's more apparent like I say I think it's the I think it is YouTube to blame it's these videos that are coming up saying oh just check this hit check this one he's cheating check this yeah. person but yeah. these are all compilations of like it's not all from one game it's not all from it's all from several games from different times and you can't just blame it on that one day no I know. and I've I, I have come across a couple of challenging individuals in in my time over over seven years but I there were there were challenging individuals in that respect, I think when I started, I I probably didn't mm. know about them quite so much because I was just running around blowing out my backside. But um, I I don't I I'm with you because I don't think it's got any worse. I do know one thing that was interesting when Soup and Sheep came out. Both years, Soup and Sheep have come over. Mm. They've said the hit taking's quite different here and in the US. In the US, he said quite often you'll have to put like three or four BBs into somebody before they'll notice or take it whereas in the UK he said certainly in in the CQB sites it, it was very much you know one or two rounds and people were was yeah. were hands were going up but again i don't know is that you know is that a distance thing is it, a, it, it is it just the way that that some fields work it's it's i don't know and i do know i'm worse like you said last week Andy i'm worse if i've got my hearing protection on i think yeah because you can't hear it if it pings off my rucksack or something, and I'm firing at the same time, so the hearing protection's kicked in, yeah. it is harder to hear it. And and unless I know we're running that mortar, I tend to not always run with the ear protection yeah. for that reason because I know it's harder. To, I don't. I'm not saying I miss all my hits, but it is just that little bit harder with the hearing protection on sometimes. Yeah. Now the the reason I do it is where where I work. It sounds really weird, but. Where I work, I'm constantly listening out for things on the machines that are around me in case I have to go and deal with an issue mm. with one of them in case someone has a crash or whatever. Um, so I, I purely wear the hearing protection just to protect my ears, especially as I tend to play CQB a lot more and C- even yes. about five echoes around big time inside the CQB site. Yeah, CQB I'll, I tend to wear it as well. Like the jail, I'll I'll quite often put my 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 um, contacts on because. I ha- I am slightly deaf anyway from yeah. shooting without air defenders and doing other th- working around helicopters a lot. Um, so I yeah, I'm trying to protect what little I have left around there. And it tends to be I think it's less. I think you see it less in CQB because the hits tend to be closer, louder. Yeah, and um, you're going to feel it a lot more anyway because you're that nearer. Whereas if you get hit by something over, say. 40, 50 metres, it's losing all that energy that it yeah. had when it left the barrel by the time whereas in the CQB environment it's literally pretty much on you within a third of a second kind of thing Yeah, and there's a challenge for snipers as well right? if you've yeah. got a big ghillie on you've got to be acutely aware because you know if you're going sniper versus sniper and it's coming at you at, at 70 metres and losing most of its energy yeah. and you've got a ghillie on there's, it, it can be difficult to, to feel it I guess yeah, exactly, exactly. It's 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 a thing at the end of the day that you're you're always going to be chatting about, and I honestly just think that it's just been more in the public eye, as such, and it may have been in the past. 
I mean, that's you know, sample of three of us here is is, is probably not the best in the world, but you know, yeah. the three of us seem to be saying the same thing, right? That yeah. it's yeah. Uh, it we're more aware of it happening, but we don't think we're seeing it yeah. more often at our fields. Now, if if we're wrong here, jump in the comments on this post for, for this episode and let us know your experiences because it'll be interesting to hear some of them. Um, see, hearing if this is becoming an issue and we're just sort of blind to it with the sites that we play and the people we tend to play with because I, I think I'm safe in saying that, strictly speaking, we tend to be around the same sort of big group of airsofters as well. When we go to games, it tends to be the same faces nowadays, don't it? Yeah, it does. And and I mean, I'm there's there's only a few sites because and and I, we might come on to this because I've got the kids and um, I'm I'm limited to how often and when I can play. So yeah, um, it does tend to, I do tend to play the same sort of three or four sites yeah. and at the moment and the odd travelling event. But well, yeah, you can tell that you've um, been sent what we were going to discuss before <laughs> because that's actually brought me on to the next thing with um, how do airsofters with families balance the hobby and the need to be at home and spend time with the kids now Chris I believe you've got quite a young family haven't you whereas Mark yours are at the age where you can take them out to games and stuff yeah yeah. so, so it would be good to hear sort of both sides of this argument here uh, yeah, I mean, like I've I've got my son Jack, who's he's free, and uh, obviously he's a little rocket of energy. Um, but yeah, it's it is it is quite hard to balance. Obviously, I mean, obviously families first, hundred percent doesn't matter. Mm. Whatever whatever hobby you're doing is obviously I'm a father first, everything else second, kind of thing. And yeah, I mean. It is hard, but my I mean my wife is amazing, Marie. She's really really supportive with me in what I'd like I'd like to go to games. I mean, she's she definitely deserves a medal because I mean she lets me go to the airsoft weekender every every year and she takes full responsibility. And plus also it's her birthday on that weekend, so she needs like do double kudos. <laughs> I miss her birthday. Yeah, that's a keeper. I mean, that's a keeper. I mean, right I, there. I mean I miss her birthday every single year to go to the airsoft. Except <sighs> except this year. I mean this year was she, she did turn thirty, so I did kind of we all kept back for that one but yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean she definitely deserves a medal now but i mean yeah i mean it is it is hard but let's this is why i kind of like i i've recently started taking up instagram more and started interacting with more people because i do enjoy the sport and i think i enjoyed the community more as well as the sport so obviously i still get to balance my airsoft hobby by chatting to people and seeing what yeah i don't get to post loads of amazing content and go off to games every weekend but I still get that kind of interaction and still have a laugh and have fun and that's that's the whole point the the hobby at the end of the day that's what we all do it for because we all enjoy it yeah cool. I think it balances the right word actually that Chris used there so I um I learned quite early on I've been married 24 years um this year um and again I I've got to give kudos to to Penny my wife she's amazing she um She's absolutely got no interest in an airsoft whatsoever. Um, she's not interested in looking at the stuff. She's not interested in hearing me or the kids talk about it. And she she just literally puts up with it. But <laughs> we sort of, quite early on when I was married, I was a uh, quite a serious kayaker and I was a kayaking coach. And I used to kayak like four days a week, plus at least one day every weekend, competitions. Uh, and it got to the point where... I had to learn to balance that, yeah. Um, because it, 
you do and then I became a father uh, for the first time and you're like right okay I've got to sort sort this out I've got to reprioritize what I'm doing it can't all be just about what I want to do anymore um, I have a slightly extra dimension so it's great you know people say oh, it's great both your kids play you must get to play loads well no because both my kids do other things um, Abby my eldest is a St John's volunteer she does loads of stuff with that um, I work away from home um, so I generally get to play every three or four weeks which is great but then it's okay do I go and play a CQB site where Abby can come but Izzy can't because Izzy's only 14 yeah. um, I don't want to play the same couple of woodland sites all the time so it, I'm balancing it from a family perspective and I'm balancing it from the type of um, events and games and again is it you know is is a teenager right she doesn't want to get up at five o'clock in the morning and drive two hours to a new site to play somewhere that we're not sure about mm. to then drive two hours back um so we I'm try and keep it and i'm the same <laughs> <laughs> so so we try and keep it to about an hour so there's a couple of great sites that, that she really loves um that we do and then uh, yeah it's and then it's balancing it and then I also have to balance the time I spend on my kit and working because yeah. you know it's not just the airsoft it's the prepping kit taking kit apart repairing guns playing with guns I'm lucky I've got a room that I can store everything in and I can yeah. sit I can lose half a day down there without thinking about it so you do have to think and, and it's I'd say it's finding a partner who is supportive either that plays or is supportive of you playing um, and yeah. Penny's supportive of me playing for any number of reasons and it's then balancing your time appropriately and being open and honest with each other so if I say you know what do we think about that weekend you know Penny might go it's a little bit close to our anniversary I'm like, oh, yeah. okay <laughs> maybe not no, that that's weekend that's the then. hint that it is your anniversary <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed to leave the house <laughs> Yeah, so it's about balance, I think, and it's it's finding like I'd play. You know, I know we we spoke about this, Andy. I'd I'd play loads and loads, but the advantage for me only playing every three weeks or four weeks is I never play too much. Yeah. yeah. So in seven years, I've never I've lost my mojo a couple of times and I've felt a bit meh, but I've never got to the point where I've gone. Do you know what? I'm just not going to play for six months. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that's sort of the point I'm at at the moment where I needed a, c- a couple of weeks off because we, well, we, we've we won Legion weekend with Senshi way back, you know, since sort of about April time because I was a chair softer for the first three months. I was living up to my name while I was getting <laughs> the podcast ready to go out. Uh, and then uh, I, f- I didn't get my first sort of game till April, May time. And then from then it was pretty much every weekend I was at a game. Yeah, and is it, I, 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 I'm at the point now where I just feel burnt out, so I need to take a break. Obviously, I don't have the family thing to deal with. At least, if I do, I don't know about it, and I'll just deal with that because it means I've got more money for airsoft and going away and chilling out for myself. Um, but yeah, it's it's not something that I've personally dealt with, so it was good to have you both on to get the perspective, sort of now with Mark with the older family and Chris with yeah. quite a young family as it I, stands, I, it it helps to get both sides of the coin as such, and obviously yours are quite active in Airsoft as well 
Mark, yeah, Izzy, right? yeah, Izzy and Abby both do do different, very different things with it. Um, you know, Izzy does mess about with the Instagram thing a little bit. Abby likes the role play side and doing some of the other stuff. Yeah. But hey, Chris, I will tell you one thing: you've got to come, mate. Is that when they start looking and you'll start funding, and <laughs> it's no longer one green fee; it's green fee for three of oh, you. Oh yeah. And then you need a spare gun just in case one of their friends wants to come along. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I think the wife's sort of drawn the line at this one <laughs> for the moment. She's tra- she knows that's going to happen. I mean, I mean, Jack knows of like uh, soft because obviously he's, he's got obviously I always call him his uncle George. I mean, Draga and um, Emma and all that, and they've obviously we all talk uh, soft and we all get kicked, but we never I never show my guns to him because it's one of them. He knows they're there, but they, he keeps them out of the way. He doesn't touch them. That's that's simple. Yeah. They're out of the way, out of sight, out of mind. Like I said before. And uh, but yeah, I mean he's he, he always I've had him like putting the plate carry on for fun and whatnot. But yeah, I mean he knows of it and he's seen YouTube videos. And I mean he calls them kachows because I don't kachows because of Lightning McQueen. So I don't know <laughs> where, where he's got the link for that. But I mean I'm not going to argue with him over it. I mean he's he's his own boss. But uh, but yeah, I mean eventually I know it's going to be t- if I'm still doing it. Soft. I mean it's what 10, 10 years plus away it could, it could be completely yeah. different we could be in a different world by then but yeah, yeah I mean I look forward to the day of running with him because I mean he's got the energy at the moment so I mean he'll run rings on the field <laughs> there is I will I will have a soppy two things I'll have a soppy moment in a minute but can we change pew pew to kachow kachow because that is awesome yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing I love that yeah. um there is something special, and I'm just making sure neither of them are listening around the <laughs> There is, there is, there is something special about going and playing um, with your kids, and I think uh, doing anything, right? But there's, there were, I've had a couple of proud dad moments, like watching Abby clear rooms in the jail was just. I just stood at the end of one corridor watching her go through rooms with a couple of guys on the team. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Watching her do that—that's because she's she's quite an aggressive player when she gets going. I was like, ah, yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, and again, you know, Izzy just—you look look to your left, and there's a your fourteen-year-old daughter charging up with an Evo, just completely losing it. And you're like, yeah, this is quite fun. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. So, um, who knows? I mean, will we? You said Chris has still got ten years to go. Will we still have airsoft in ten years? Thanks Brexit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. I'm just breaking all the rules now. We've mentioned a forty mic. I might as well mention <laughs> politics. You, you, might, as, you might as well do that as well. Trifecta yeah. and, and <laughs> see where it goes. Um, yeah, I think I think we'll st- we'll still have it. I mean, they'll be too distracted. We're actually still trying to negotiate it for another twenty odd years. So. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, to be fair, hopefully there'll be no more firearms legislation while they're all busy worrying about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, they it would have expired by then, and we'd <laughs> back it to re- <laughs> yeah. revoting all over again. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, um, I've just looked at the time, and uh, unfortunately we've pretty much run out of time, so I can't cover the last one that we had, unfortunately. But um, thanks to I know George sent that one in, so thanks very much to George for your last point. Sorry, we've sort of hit the end um, so it really does fly by <laughs> does, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've just noticed the clock as well in the corner <laughs> you don't, you don't realise just how long you're chatting for I mean I started recording at 8.09 it's now quarter past sorry yeah quarter past nine quarter past nine yeah, yeah. 
Um, I was getting myself confused there because I said 809. Yeah, I got muddled up. Um, So, just quickly, we'll just rattle through both of you. First off, what upcoming events are you going to? And second off, where can people get in touch with you? Chris, go. Go on, I'll go first. Um, I'm planning, I'm hoping to. I'm still waiting to hear back from George. He's invited me to go to the Evo event next. So, I'm really really interested in that because I've always been a big evo fan i mean george is quite happily read lent me his evo numerous times and i've been ooh, on the edge and i mean i think it might push me if i go to the evo event which would be deadly but yeah I've, i'll be looking forward to going to that um but if you ever want to catch me you can catch me on instagram at carmen.ersoft uh, obviously on instagram so yeah i mean chat me up i'm quite happy i'm quite happy to chat to most people really on it so yeah cool so I am. I, when's this going out, Andy? Is this Monday. Monday. Okay. So uh, this weekend, when you hear this, I will be going to East Midlands Airsoft. Uh, hopefully, hooking up with some of the Task Force Spartan guys um, and taking the girls for a, a good run. And then at the end of the month, I have got Op Eagles Claw at the Jail, which is a um, embassy raid type um, simulation. It's it's going to be a, a role play simulation very limited numbers um very little actual firing at people i think um lots of uh, trying to work out what's going on so i'm one of the team lead one of the three team leaders for that on the blue four side so if anyone's listening and they're going um hey it'd be good to see you there there's gonna be lots of play actors lots of stuff going on um and you can catch me at uh, at Aki underscore UK, I think it is. Um, and you can catch, I'm going to plug Izzy because she's awesome. You can get her on at underscore Aki Junior on Instagram. Cool. I'll chuck those three uh, names up in the description as well on Instagram when this goes out on Monday. Uh, as for me, guys, as, as always, you can get in touch with the show on facebook.com forward slash the chairs after show at the chairs after show on Instagram. Or email me, andy, at thechairsoftershow.co.uk. Failing that, check these guys out on Instagram. Get involved with some of the events that are coming up. It's getting towards the autumn. There's some awesome events coming around. Um, So check out your local sites. Check out some sites further afield as well. And, yeah, go check out... I'll give him a plug again. Random Guy Kev on YouTube if you (laughs) haven't already. Yeah, check him out, definitely. (laughs) Check him out. Uh, if anyone's seen the video that I uploaded on the Facebook, just shows what a genuine guy he is for Airsoft and promoting it and a good ambassador as well. So share the shit out of that. Let's make Kev viral on <laughs> make, you. Make on Kev Facebook. famous. Yeah. More famous. More famous. Make famous Kev famous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, look, Mark knows. Kev, if you're listening, you are famous. These guys know. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it from us. Thanks for your time, Chris and Mark. Thanks, Thanks for having, having us. Yeah, it's been great. It's been That's great been awesome. having you guys on, even if I was sort of bullied into it by Emma. <laughs> <laughs> nah, plus, I can finally say thanks for all your support from the very start of this podcast. Yeah. For all the support you guys have given me. No, no, it's I been amazing. Put that on the record. <laughs> yeah, it's been good. It's been good. 34 episodes done, and you're still going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do I do a game from the year anniversary of this private hire? Oh, there you go. You heard it here yeah. first, folks. Let's discuss this once I hit the stop <laughs> recording button. 
Right, guys, take care. Take care of each other. Take your hits. Don't be a dick. And I'll see you guys next week on the Chairsoft Show. Bye for now.